Hi, I'm Rajiv. Hi, I'm Venkat. And this is Dharmology. Hello, Venkat. Hello, Rajiv. I have a interesting conversation in mind today with you if um if you can help me with this conundrum i have i'm a 21st century hindu went to college and i occasionally get torn between science on one hand scientific principles scientific theories on one hand and then my hindu scholarship that i read quite a bit and all the so to say sciences of ancient india and the practices of the spiritual practices that i hear about that i also dabble in a little bit uh, occasionally like yoga and and other inner practices and i can't seem to figure out how to marry the two so i, I well i'm like venkat uh, that's the name i could think of let's 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 talk about is it am i am i unique am i am i missing something here like what's what am i struggling with your your experience is not unique so <clears throat> there is um overwhelming pressure in society to prescribe to this notion that science can explain everything and science is comprehensive in its scope that is not true science can study matter but science has nothing to say about who you are or who what being is so i hear you but there is a certain rigor a certain procedure a certain method i have a certain set of repeatable precision oriented outcomes i've come to expect from science that's what i've been taught that's what i've learned about science and then on the other hand i look at the hindu practices the hindu body of works the the spiritual spiritual aspects of hinduism and i don't see that rigor i don't see that ability to replicate with precision the way science is able to replicate its experiments and i i think that contributes a bit not a bit actually it contributes significantly to this to this crisis that is going on in my head what do you have to say about that the thing to keep in mind is that whether it's uh the vedic experience and the and the metaphysical notions that are trying to be that are uh, verified through personal experience or a scientific theory that is um verified by the conducting experiments it's a very select group of people that are able to do it right and the rest of us are operating on belief whether it's the 
metaphysical side or the scientific side. That's an important point to note, right? Mm -hmm. There are all these cheerleaders for science who don't even know the elementary um, or, or the, the fundamentals of science, right? But, but yet they would defend science to the hilt. And, mm. and I'm not, uh, so when we talk about science here, we're talking strictly about science as it relates to nature of reality. Mm. You know, what's the nature of this universe? Who are you? Is, you know, how did this universe come about? Those kind of topics. We're not talking about, you know, pragmatic science, as I call it, mm. um, relating to things that are within, um, the, the, you know, with, with, within our daily experience. Mm. So are you saying right? that if a, if a astronomer is talking about black hole and how it's eating up everything around it, I am merely accepting that theory from him or her without actually having a direct ex access to that observation? Is that, is that right? That is correct, yes. And, and another point to add there <coughs> is um, there could be a theory that is prevalent today and that theory could be superseded by another theory that is not complementary but essentially supplants the existing theory. So uh, you, you, one cannot argue that or one cannot claim that a scientific theory reveals the truth because it, it cannot be true because there's always the possibility that it can be invalidated at some point in the future. Mm. So a scientific theory, essentially, if you want to call it true, is only true until it's supplanted. <laughs> so it may be that, yes, I do have this irrational belief in science, Maybe it is a justifiable belief in science, but then there is evidence, I guess that is what I'm hearing from you, where even that belief has a temporal aspect to it until something else either negates it or supplants it. Is that right? That's correct. And I'm saying there's always, you know, there's, there's, there are mutually exclusive theories that coexist all the time, and one has to pick one that makes the most sense to him or her. And um, so it, 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 one is always operating on the basis of value judgments. Mm. I value empirical verifiability in the way that science views empirical verifiability. Therefore, I choose science over metaphysics in terms of its description of nature of reality. Now, when I make such a um, choice, I also have to acknowledge the fact that I'm willing to accept the scientific description of me or, or of beings, right, or, or of humans, that um, they're basically mechanical beings, programmed beings, and that there's no ultimate purpose or goal in life. 
So I guess what I'm hearing you say is that if I choose to be a science-oriented individual, then I should perhaps not worry about us as individuals, us as sentient beings at all, about our purpose, about our inner being, about questions like, who am I? Because that is not in the realm of science. Is that, is that true? That is correct, because um, the materialist philosophy underlying science basically views living things as computerized machines leading purposeless lives. Purposeless lives with no independent existence apart from the body. So, you know, it would be... When, when you choose science, you also have to understand what science says about what a human being is. And that answer to what a human being is, by definition and by design, is and cannot be a scientific probe. It has to be a metaphysical quest. Is that a fair assumption I'm making? Yes, if if you are one that does not accept the notion that you are a machine, then then you have no choice but to look for a metaphysical explanation of reality. Mm. So in our heads is there a false supremacy of science as opposed to metaphysics? Yes. There is, you know, in general, in society, um, science is viewed as being superior uh, or a scientific conception of reality is viewed as being superior to a metaphysical one. And, you know, this notion was initially supported by the view that scientific theories can be validated through experiments and can be shown to be true. But then with revolutionary changes in science, this notion that scientific theories are true was no longer sustainable, right? Then Mm. they went to this notion of the scientific theories are not true, but at least you know when you're wrong because scientific theories can be falsified. And you know, and then and then that that also was invalidated because when you conduct an experiment and you get, you, you know, the outcome is not what you expected to get, it that result by the rules of logic doesn't necessarily invalidate the entire theory. It van, it, it validates only at least one assumption underlying the theory. So that 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 got rid of this falsifiability notion. Yeah, so I guess what I'm hearing from you is that in the initial days, in the early days of science as we know it, while the data was still sparse, 
the number of experiments were still um, quite few in number, when the theories were still new and still blossoming, uh, there was this irrational belief in science because of all the things we talked about. Uh, but then as science evolved and became more mature and it had more experience and a dossier of, of scientific experiments, what we started to see was one theory negating the other or supplanting the other. And hence, now what we are stumbling upon, uh, a realization that that even in the field of science, there's a likelihood that uh, what we thought earlier to be so scientific, so true, perhaps is not. Is that correct? That is correct, yeah. What would be a good example of one theory supplanting the other or the previous? Right. So a, a simple uh, example would be for, um, you know, the atomic model. So originally there was, um, or John Dalton's atomic model basically theorized that atoms were indivisible and indestructible. And, you know, that held true for a while. But then it was, that atomic model was invalidated by Neil Bohr's who basically said that the atom can be further subdivided into subatomic particles, electrons, protons, and neutrons. So those two notions of the atomic model are not complementary because if one is true, the other cannot be, the other cannot be simultaneously true. They're mutually exclusive. So that, that's an example of, you know, that's an illustration of how a scientific theory cannot be, um, one cannot claim that it's true because eventually a new theory can come and supplant the existing theory, which is what happened in the case of the atomic model. Mm -hmm. And I think somewhat, Similar to that is the trajectory in physics if we look at how the Newtonian physics had the best um, model out there to explain the world around us until Einstein came along and Einsteinian physics uh, took over. And I wouldn't say it took over, but what I would say is that it took us to a place where we could do more with physics that we could not do with Einsteinian, with, sorry, uh, Newtonian physics. Uh, so in other words, I guess what I'm trying to say is that even in the world of physics, there is a certain boundary to where you can apply Newtonian physics. And then there's this another world in itself where only Einsteinian um, physics works. So what I'm thinking of along those lines, based on how you explained the, um, the atom being considered for the longest time as an indivisible particle, to then now us accepting that it can be divided and subdivided and subdivided, 
and then looking at the model between Newtonian and Einsteinian physics, it is then not a big leap to make that, that there is this entire other world that exists which is inside of us that can only be explained by metaphysics, not by science as we know it or as we unduly depend upon and give more authentic or consider more authentic is is that am i am i on the right trajectory here yes yes you are and another thing to keep in mind is science is not prescriptive so science does not have anything to say about how you can minimize the misery in your life or mm. maximize the happiness you know which you know the term that's used is bliss how, how do you obtain bliss? Um, how, how do you minimize the ups and downs in your life? Science has nothing to say about it. Got it. So, so science is not a knowledge system to take care of aspects like happiness or misery. Metaphysics is the only available tool to us. Yes. Okay. So it's not then a question of either or or. I guess what I'm hearing from you is that it is a question of and, which is that there's this outside world that has, that, that has been taken care of by science, will continue to be taken care of by science, but then there's this entire different realm which is inside of us where science cannot or science cannot reach it is only metaphysics uh, that predominantly in the Hindu belief system or Hindu scholarship has already been addressed. That is correct. Got it. So that certainly helps me um, quite a bit, Venkat. It, it, it helps me rather than see two blocks that I'm trying to balance on either side um, I, I'm now starting to certainly see science and metaphysics as two pieces of puzzle that have to dovetail with each other. Any other words, any other thought before um, we wrap it up? Um, I mean, basically, the, the, the one thing I want to say is that... Um, Science and metaphysics approach reality from different perspectives. And so as it comes to the nature of reality, they, they really can't be compared. Um, science only acknowledges the existence of matter. It, it does not acknowledge the existence of being. So science has nothing to say about being so if you if 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 an individual believes or or has a strong feeling that he's not a machine and that he's not the body then the place to look and search as you said is in metaphysics that's that's the thought that i wanted to have or that's that's an important point to keep in mind 
And if your concept of happiness, therefore, if it lies in materialist or materialism or material things, then science may have an answer for you. But the day your sense of happiness is detached from material things outside, the only recluse, the only source of happiness then lies inside of you and that is where science does not have a reach, will not have a reach, rather it is only metaphysics. Yes, I'd put it a slightly different way. So, you know, I think everyone will acknowledge that their lives are full of ups and downs, right? You're happy sometimes, you're sad sometimes, and when you're sad uh, or, or some event beyond your control has brought a great deal of misery or sadness to you. Um, even material things cannot make you happy. Science c- cannot give you um, any answers or, or, or help you to get beyond that misery. Metaphysics, um, a metaphysical system can. Um, and that, 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 that's a, a thing to keep in mind. So what I'm hearing you say is uh, you, you're basically attempting to bring metaphysics even to the hardcore materialistic person or, or, or a science-oriented person and say you, you may very well be very happy uh, with the outer scientific mechanistic being that you are or the world that you live in, but there will be moments of crisis wherein only metaphysics can help you. That's correct. Got it. All right, Venkat, this was quite helpful. Uh, Thank you for uh, sharing your thoughts and we'll talk more in coming weeks on other topics where you know and I know that uh, we have a lot to uh, explore. Thank you. I I look forward to it. Thank you, Venkat.